Welcome to the Stepping Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Kinkrick, a busy working mom who spent years searching for the perfect career and balance, only to find it's not about the job and that balance is not even real. I have found myself in love with personal development, which has led me to leaving my full-time job with nothing but a prayer and a ton of faith. Today, I'm bringing you inspiration through my own journey and interviews with amazing people who have followed their dreams and teaching you how to love yourself and become who you are meant to be. It is time to redefine life as a working mom. And I hope that you find the inspiration here to follow your dreams and take your own path through this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stepping Up, Become Who You Are Meant to Be podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Gingrich, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. I've got one heck of an interview here for you. And then it was a longer interview, but it was, uh, I just wanted to keep talking to Candace. So I'm going to make this intro short and sweet so we can get right to the real meat of the conversation. But I want to take a few seconds before that to let you know that I am opening up a wait list for my stepping up mastermind. So the ladies and I in the mastermind have been working together for almost two months now, and I'm ready to open it up. It is going to be a monthly program where you will join because a few months putting a timeline on it just didn't feel right to me. I didn't want to put a timeline on it. I because personal development and personal growth and growing as a as a woman and a mom and a career and all of these things, it doesn't happen in just a few months. It happens little by little. And as I heard recently, it happens brick by brick, step by step. And so a monthly program just seems so right to me. So I'm going to open up the wait list. We're going to start this summer. I haven't set it a specific start date, probably the month of June, but I'm going to open up the wait list because each month we're going to have a new topic, a new expert speaker on a different topic ranging from mindfulness, meditation, anxiety, um, personal development, personal growth, careers, all of these really, really juicy topics that I love to talk about will be coming together as a group, will be listening to experts. So if you're interested, I'm going to head up the link. The link is NikkiGingrich.com slash mastermind. And you can sign up at the bottom of the page and you will get on the wait list and you'll be the first one notified when it opens. So, all right, now that that's out of the way, I want to introduce Candice Zaplak. She is an amazing woman. She's an NLP master practitioner, an expert in personality and emotional intelligence, serial entrepreneur, mom to two teenage boys, a wife, a podcast influencer, an intuitive, a coach, a speaker, a consultant, a teacher, and success catalyst. Who run out of breath saying all of that? She's the founder, and I love this, and the CEO, which stands for Chief Epiphany Officer of Thrivers, and that's Thrivers with a Z. Um, you can find it at thrivers.com. She has two bachelor's degree with highest, highest distinction. She has graduate work in both counseling and business administration and many, many more certifications over her 25 years of experience. Candace is living her purpose and found her place of positive 
impact as the founder and CEO, chief epiphany officer at thrivers.com. The mission, her mission is to connect, inspire, and equip growth-focused individuals and organizations so that they can prosper, profit, and more fully thrive by living what she has, her Thrive formula. And But through this, you're leveraging the power of your unique personal genius. Candace is proud to be a former military spouse and even more proud to have made giving back to children and families, especially military and veterans, part of her business mission. Guys, this is an amazing conversation. I just re-listened to it before I recorded the intro and I'm doubly inspired, even more inspired. So please take the time, listen all the way through. And uh, here we go. Candace Zayplak. All right. Hi, Candace. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and for being here with me today. Well, thank you, Nikki. I have been looking forward to this. I'm excited to be here and happy to be able to share whatever I can with your listeners. Hopefully they'll get great value. Uh, I think they're going to get great value. So, <laughs> so let's, let's jump right in and just tell us um, a little bit about who you are and what um, your business is now. I know it's been over it's kind of transformed and changed over the years, but let's talk about what you're doing now. And then okay. we can backtrack. All right. Awesome. Okay. So, well, my name's Candace Zayplak, and yes, it looks really funny when you see it, but it's real <laughs> easy to say. It's the Americanized version. It's my husband's fault. So my maiden name was Cook. That was way easier. Yeah. Yes. Um, so my business right now is thrivers.com. That's my primary focus. And um, I'm excited about it. It's like you said, it has been an evolution. I believe we'll touch a bit on that. Um, my mission with Thrivers really at the core of it is to transform the way we think about and the way we do life, work, learning, and leadership. Um, I have a real heart for serving entrepreneurial-minded folks, especially women in business and, uh, you know, those stay-at-home moms that want to have it all and stay at home and maybe have a side hustle or turn it into a business one day. Like, that's kind of my, what my journey's been. And um, so, so, yes, yeah, so primarily impacting entrepreneurs that want to have a positive impact in the world. Yeah. Isn't that what we all want to do, right? I, you know, I I believe so. There are probably some out in the world that don't have that as their primary motivator. But what I found is the more clear I get on my vision, the less those people tend to show up in my world. So I'm, I'm pretty blessed. I, I get to be surrounded by people who believe what I believe and value what I value. And that's just, uh, that's a blessing. That's amazing. I love it. And yes, I would think, I would hope to say that those who are listening to the podcast are looking for positive impact on the world, inspiration, all of the good, yummy stuff um, that we like to talk about on here. So yes, yes. So tell me, so you have um, two boys, your boys are teenagers now, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell me, let's kind of jump into it. And then I know I do want to talk a little more about how we do get into our personal genius and changing how we do life. But mm -hmm. for the purpose of my audience, I think it's worthwhile to hear your journey of how you first started your business. And we had talked previously. So people who know that know that we've kind of had a conversation previously mm -hmm. just about how you kind of made that transition because a lot of the, the women, especially who listen are mothers with young children mm -hmm. and are 
working full time or maybe want something else or are looking for a little bit more out of life. And I know when I heard your journey, I was like, oh, this is just, and you just kind of see this ebb and flow of how you've kind of gone through it. So just share with us a little bit about that journey and what that was like for you. Okay. Awesome. Well, I will try. <laughs> I will try to keep this short. I'll keep it to the shortest version possible, like the Cliff Notes version. Um, so essentially, let's go back to, well, I started in advanced psychology stuff in high school, like loved it, dove right in. My father kind of hated that because he was like a math and science guy. I was good at that, but he said, you know, oh, you got to do math and science, go get a degree, go, you know, that traditional stuff, go be an accountant, go, you know, be an attorney, whatever. Um, didn't do that. Followed my passion, uh, followed psychology, really excelled through college, got a couple of bachelor's degrees, psychology, human services. I started out in right after college working in a nonprofit, um, helping troubled kids. So I ran a girls group home, a boys group home, and a non-secure detention facility mm. up in Western New York. And that was wonderful. Uh, what I realized though, was that I wanted to have a deeper impact. I felt limited by the constraints of, you know, the government and the system. And like I did an internship in child protective services and all of that. And I really had the heart for helping people, but I felt, I I felt handcuffed, you know, like I couldn't do what I really wanted to do. So I went back to college for counseling only to realize partway through the master's program that I can't really sit and listen to people wallow in their stuff. I have to like, I'm too action oriented. Like it's good. It's great. Okay. You don't like where you are. Let's now let's move out of that. Like let's get past that. Let's go. So then I, I got married. So I transitioned. I left college, got married. We went overseas with my husband. He was in the army. And we spent some time in Tennessee. Then we spent some time over in Germany. And I worked for Department of the Army, kind of stayed true to those, um, true to those social work roots. I worked with young enlisted soldiers helping new parent, doing new parent education and support. So helping young moms. I wasn't even a mom yet, but um, that's where my degrees and experience with children come in. Anyway, so, you know, I helped them their husbands were deployed and all of that. And I found that really, really fulfilling to be able to have a positive impact in that way. I had my first son over in Germany. Then we transitioned back, came back to Western New York. I worked part-time for a little while. Like I am, I'm the daughter of a really successful, hardcore driven entrepreneurial father and a school teacher turned stay at home mom, mother. So if you can kind of blend those two people together, that's sort of me, (laughs) which is, if you can imagine, that's created just a tad bit of conflict, internal conflict for me over the years. So I came back and I was trying to do the stay at home mom thing. Um, My son was nine months old when we transitioned back to the United States from Germany and, and my career aspirations were really kind of put on hold while we were overseas because I tried to go back to college, but then we got transferred and, you know, there just, there weren't a lot of opportunities. Um, So it was kind of on hold. And then when we got out, I was like, well, what do I want to do now? You know, I really felt that pull to be a stay-at-home mom from my mother's side of things. But the longer I did it, I couldn't do it without even a part-time job because I just wasn't engaged enough with what was going on. Some people can and bless them for it. Like my mom did. It's a wonderful thing. So my second, I worked part-time for a while. 
and then got pregnant with my second son. And I decided to start my own business when I was five months pregnant with my second son. That entrepreneurial part of my father just really kicked in and I finally gave into it and said, you know what, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. So I had a non-medical home care business for a while, for about two and a half years. And that was wonderful. Um, and it was profitable and it was great. But what I realized was it, it was pulling me in two different directions. Yeah. Like it wasn't all the while I was trying to have my cake and eat it too. You know, I wanted to have satisfy my entrepreneurial tendencies, but I also wanted to make sure that I was there for my kids. And I always said, nothing is going to get in the way of me being home with my children. Like if they're sick, I'm going to be home with my kids. If they need something, no one's going to tell me that I can't do that. Right. It was just me. It was kind of a core value because my dad worked like 80 hours a week when we were growing up, we never saw him. So, um, I went full on the other direction to say, you know, I'm not going to have it happen. So we had that. Then we trans transitioned into construction. I don't want this to turn into a five-hour story. We don't have time for that. But um, so went from non-medical home care when the kids were little. That wasn't working. So then we decided to transition. Again, it's been a journey. We transitioned and I did behind the scenes stuff and marketing and sales and all of that for our joint construction company. I'm third generation construction. My husband is second. So we had the construction company for a lot of years. Then I transitioned into real estate, which served different purposes. Like every business I've had or engaged in over the course of my life to date has really served a purpose with where I'm at in my life in the season. And more importantly, and most specifically, I think it's been really geared and focused towards the kids. And, you know, how can, what can I do that's going to bring me as much joy as possible, contribute to the family as much as possible, and allow me to be there for the kids. Mm -hmm. So it's not always been exactly what I love doing, but it's worked. The older they get, now that, like you said, they're teenagers. So we had the construction company, did real estate for a while. And now for the last probably four, four or five years, um, I've been primarily focused on, you know, coaching, consulting, training, and now this new iteration and vision that I have for Thrivers and bringing that to life. So um, sorry, that was so long. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. I tried to go as fast as possible. <laughs> What's interesting is... Um, you know, I look at it from my personal view and say, okay, it, you know, you feel like, like I can kind of feel how you were of like, what am I going to do? I want, I, I never had that drive to stay home full time. Like it just wasn't, I've always wanted to work, but you said, you said nothing is going to get in the way of me taking care of my kids. And I literally like wrote that down word for word. And I'm like, yes, like that's, mm -hmm. that's how I felt. I was like, I need to do something that's not going to get in the way of this one's sick. I need to stay home. Oh, the school is closed this day. Oh, there's a snow day. Like it, nothing is going to get in the way of those things. And it was like, how do I work, but then still have that bit of freedom? So I did, and I don't know if I shared this with you when we first talked, but I did part. So my first son was born. I went part-time for a year. Mm -hmm. Then I went back to full-time, had my second son. And then now that I have, and I started probably three or four side hustles like kind of within that time period of like, what can I do while I'm working full time and building something on the side? And then it came to the point where I was like, this building on the side isn't working. Like I'm done. I'm dropping it all. I'm going full on in. Um, but it's, 
you know, it's feeling like you need to have the answer. You need to do the perfect thing, Mm -hmm. but no, it's just, and then again, you said it again, that every business has served the purpose for where you are in your life. It's the season you're in. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the biggest things, if I could share, you know, sort of a lesson that I've learned, um, you know, and it's, it's taken me a while to come to this, you know, to come to this realization, and at the time when I was in it, you know, so I started the, started the master's program even, right? And I'm like, what the heck is wrong with me? Like, I just started this and I don't want to finish it. And I would beat myself up over it. But I'm glad that I didn't because goodness, if I would have stayed, I mean, it was costing me a ton of money, number one. Number two, if I wasn't going to like it. And I just, I, I've, I've been driven to... It's my personality, I guess, to just not continue to engage in things that aren't fulfilling for me. There's, um, I'm certified in John, John Maxwell as a John Maxwell coach, teacher, and speaker. And one of the things that he really talks about in the 21 Laws of Leadership, um, and this law has always struck me. And for everyone listening, like I just said, leadership, don't, don't open your ears. Please don't close them because the first people we all need to lead are ourselves, particularly if you're a mom and you have kids. So leadership is something you really need to focus on. Anyway, the law of sacrifice. The law of set, we don't want to think of sacrifice or we become, or we like as moms, we try to become the martyr and just, you know, we don't matter and there's nothing about our needs and we just give everything over to our children and we sacrifice and we say, well, we've got to stay in this full-time job because it gives us health insurance or, you know, does this or does that. That may be the right decision for some of you. It may not be the right decision for some of you. So I want to reframe if I could sacrifice. So think of sacrifice as the giving up of something lesser in value to gain something that you have determined to be greater value. So the giving up of something lesser to gain something greater. Now for me in my life, throughout all these iterations of my business, I gave up a lot of things. I gave up a lot of, you know, um, a lot of financial success, right? A lot of career, potential career progression. Um, You know, I kind of gave up on my, not gave up, but, you know, I put, I put my effort and energy into growing the construction business, even though it wasn't a hundred percent my thing. Like it wasn't my gig. It wasn't my, that's not my legacy. And I knew it at the time. But, that, but my legacy at that point was of lesser value than what doing that offered me, which was staying at home, being with the kids, being able to have that freedom and total control over everything that I do. If I don't want to work that day, I don't work that day. Like there's nothing, you know, nothing more important. So think of your sacrifices that way and just make sure that whatever you're giving up is of lesser value and that you're, you're making sure that you're bringing in those things or protecting those things that are truly of greater value to you. Oh, that was, um, we're done. No, just kidding. <laughs> but it, I'm like, Oh my God, like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm like, wow. And it's true. It's like, what am I sacrificing now? 
but in the it, what I'm getting is so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, so I look at it from my point of view of like, okay, giving up a full time job, but now I'm getting more time with my kids, and I'm a happier person. And I, you know what I mean? And it's, it, I even thought about it after dropping them off at school today of like where I was a year ago to where I am now. So I left my job in um, July of last year. Mm-hmm. So at this point, a year ago was stress and anxiety of what am I going to do and how are we get, like, and it was just like a big ball, like a, just a giant hot mess. But knowing that first Monday I woke up when I didn't have to go in and I went, this was the best decision I ever made. I don't care if I make another dime in my life. This is what, you know, like this is where I was meant to be at this moment at this time. So I might've sacrificed the money, but the payoff is going to be tenfold. Yes. Yes. And, and the, and the big thing to remember is that you, you made it through that. Yeah. Right. Like we are more resourceful and more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. And I can say my, my, my boys are 14 and 17. Did they, you know, did they have absolutely everything growing up? No. I mean, we had to, we had to cut some corners. We, you know, I shopped at four different grocery stores at certain points in our, you know, in our life to be able to get the most of what we wanted for the, for the lowest price. Like you just do what you need to do. We didn't go out to dinner and, you know, some of these things we, we can now, you know, they're, they're older and they have a lot more now, but our children are more resilient than we think too. They really are. And they're, they're fine. They're, you know, they're, they're 14 and 17. My older one, he edits my podcast. You know, they've seen our entrepreneurial journey and, um, you know, and they want to follow in our footsteps. My husband's an entrepreneur too. He's a home inspector. Um, we transitioned him out of that, out of that construction into his own thing of home inspections. And it was a beautiful thing. thing. That was, that was worth my NLP, uh, licensure. Uh, yeah. A million times over. Just I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's, okay. So I think this is a great, and this is originally when, when I reached out to you, Candice, it was, it was about NLP and it's something that I've been super, super interested in. And can you just, and don't worry about talking too long. Don't, don't just <laughs> explain Cause you explained it to me and I, it's one of those things that I just want to start sharing with people. And yeah, just tell us like what, what NLP is kind of what it stands for and your, your take on it, because it just, it fascinates me to the core of this is a way we can change our lives. Mm -hmm. And if it means learning to make these sacrifices or learning to say, what am I going to sacrifice and what do I really want? And then Mm -hmm. being okay with those things. Like that's, that's where I think this is really really, really powerful. So I'm going to toss the ball over to you. Okay. Well, and so before I dive into NLP, let me, let me share kind of my core, my core philosophy, not only behind Thrivers, but behind Mm -hmm. everything that I do Mm -hmm. that really just drives me and what I feel is my mission here, you know, on the planet at this time. I mentioned, you know, it's to transform the way we think about life, work, leadership, um, you know, learning, education. 
what I truly believe, I believe that we are all here to do something special. We're all here to do something wonderful. And um, it's not something everyone else gets to do. Like we have our own unique thing that we're here to do. I believe that we all deserve to have all the time, money, and freedom we need to live the lives we truly desire and leave legacies we're proud of without having to make stupid sacrifices or lose all sense of balance. Like that is, that is my kind of motto mantra, like at my core to help people do that. I have a whole thrive formula that I get into, but the key, the key big component of that Mm -hmm. is understanding your understanding and relating well to yourself. That's the first first primary tenant. We've got others in their environment in there. And then a second component of it is attitude and mindset. Mm. So you mentioned personal genius earlier, and that's my thing, helping people understand their personal genius so they can leverage it, which is essentially understanding yourself and relating well to yourself. Um, And then cultivating and maintaining the right attitude and mindset. So NLP having said all that, right, that just gives you some context as to kind of how my brain works and why I'm here and what my mission is um, to frame this out for you. So the way I see NLP is a way to do just that. NLP, I use NLP from from primarily a personal development perspective. So internally. Now, other people, if you Google NLP, you'll get all kinds of different definitions. People will tell you different things. Um, You know, some people have a very, you know, uh, influential, like make other people do things kind of Mm -hmm. perspective to it. I don't, I focus on the self with it more than I do on other people. There's techniques we can use to help our interactions with others as well. But anyway, so it's primarily personally focused from a professional or personal and professional development perspective. So the way I see NLP is it's a way to, it's a way to work with our brains naturally And to work with our senses. So we factor in modalities of of seeing, hearing, sensing, so kinesthetic, so visual, auditory, kinesthetic, which is feeling, touch, etc. Gustatory and olfactory, which is uh, taste and smell, of course. We work with those senses. We also work with language. That's, so it's neuro NLP. Let me, it's neuro-linguistic programming. So the neuro refers to the brain patterns and how our brains work and how we code information, right? How all of that works. The linguistic is we can use language to have certain influences on our brains, which affects not only our thoughts, but our feelings and our emotions. So it's, it's how to NLP to me is how do we integrate our senses, the way we take in information, the information that we take in and how can we use all that and really intentionally work with all of that to create a positive experience for ourselves there's so many examples that I could get into. I'm not sure which one I'm like, I got like 15 that I can bring in right now and I don't know which one, which one to get into. So, but basically, so 
we decide the, the key components that that's really important if if people could understand this is that you get to decide what you believe you get to decide how you choose to feel and you get to decide the actions that you choose to take so your thoughts your feelings and your actions are a hundred percent in your control and your control only. Yeah. That's a huge responsibility. Yeah. Like you accept that it's a huge responsibility and people always want to defer to everybody else. So they made me feel this way. Oh, you know, I had a screwed up childhood. So that's why I can't do this. Okay. Well, maybe that was something that happened to you in the past, but you get to choose what that means for you today. And NLP is a way to work with all that to make sure that, because you can, we can reframe experiences. We use perceptual positions and, and all of that visually, a lot of visual imagery and, uh, and putting yourself in different positions and frames of mind and body states to make sure that we're, you know, if there's negative experiences, we can tone them down and make them go away, kind of like turning down the, the volume knob. Um, and we do it literally exercises like that, turning down the volume, turning up the light, turning, you know, up the emotion. So you can work with all of that, your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings, and your actions and your physicality with visual auditory kinesthetic to maximize your personal experience in your environment. And literally to recode, we do timeline work too, to, to recode experiences that you've had in the past and consciously decide to choose what you're going to allow those things to mean to you now. Hmm. Yeah. So what if, so if we use an example, like I kind of keep thinking of, you know, this is, you know, if we're looking at women, mostly moms who are saying, this is just, this is how my life has always been. This mm -hmm. is what I'm supposed to be doing. Or, you know, and they have that internal drive, you know, within them to, you know, like you said, when you were in your master's class and you were in there, you're going, I'm just, I'm not going to finish this. I'm not going to finish something that doesn't fulfill me. Right. What if, you know, kind of looking at NLP or looking at someone and saying, this doesn't feel good to me, but mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep doing it because that's what I'm supposed to do. Or that's what I've been told I'm going to do. Or this is what I went to school for. So I don't know how to do anything else. Mm. kind of what would you say to someone who's looking at that question and saying, well, this, uh, you know, this all sounds fine and good, but sorry, this is just how my life is and I can't go and do anything else or start anything else. Well, I think one of the, just a blanket statement, one of the things I've realized on my own journey and have also seen reflected in others, yeah. of course, is I believe we spend way too much time in our heads and not near enough time in our hearts. Like we have just been conditioned as humans to get up into our head and create this checklist. And, um, and there's, there is, you know, there's places for that in our life and we do need that. But, um, I don't remember if I said this to you, but I, it may have been someone else that I said this to, and I never even realized it until I said it out loud. It was in an, it was in a, a, an interview conversation. But where I always strive to be 
and the balance that I am striving to maintain is that my head, my intellect, right? My head, my logical mind, my ego brain, right? It serves me at the pleasure of my heart. Like they always say, you know, uh, the, the president, you know, we serve at the pleasure of the president, right? Or, you know, however they want to put that on TV shows or like you serve at the pleasure. Well, my head, my brain serves at the pleasure of my heart. Mm. So it takes, you know, have our heads take direction from our heart. Like if you And it doesn't have to be all at once. Like if you're feeling called to do something different than you're doing, I get that it's scary. I get that there's unknowns. But have courage to look at your heart. Think of what I said about sacrifices, right? And really prioritize. Like dig deep. Think about it. And screw the whole money conversation for for just a minute and just sit in your heart and say to fulfill me think of you know think of your hearts your children's hearts your family you know get into that you know that heart space of everything the emotional component of it all and ask yourself you know is it is there a change that you're looking to make is there something that might fif- like open up to the possibilities is there something that may be more fulfilling for you because you have to give yourself permission to see it first. If you can't see it or won't allow yourself to see it, I, I said that years and years ago, I was sitting around a woman's, it was a, a business women's kind of little group that we got together and um, we were exploring some things. And it was right when I was transitioning from doing real estate to uh, making the transition kind of back to my roots and diving into this coaching, consulting, and training. And, you know, looking to get some certifications and all of that. This was prior to me even getting my NLP Master Practitioner certification. And I remember sitting in the room, about 15 other ladies, and we were doing introductions. And I forget what the question was that prompted it, but I said, I am finally giving myself permission to do what it is that I really feel called to do. And I mean, the whole, every woman in the room was like, there was just like a big sigh. I mean, I don't like these things don't come from me. They come from somewhere else, right? Like I'm just the channel. Someone else in the room needed to hear that that day. And likely someone listening right now needed to hear that is why I said it. Um, But yeah, you have to just give yourself permission to see alternative possibilities and then know. So then your rational, then your logical mind, once you figure out what your heart wants, then put your rational mind to work, making that happen. Like let your, you know, don't let your brain, your, your brain is a fantastic and phenomenal tool, right? And if you're in if, if you're, you know, if you're working, if you're, say you're contemplating, you know, wanting to leave your full-time job and, and go full-time in your, uh, go full-time in your, um, your side hustle or what have you, or just totally do something different mm-hmm. or just quit work altogether and be a stay-at-home mom and not do anything. Like that's a beautiful yeah. thing too, if that's your passion. Instead of focusing all your effort and energy and brain power into telling yourself that you can only do what it is that you're currently doing and fortifying that path, why not 
allow your brain to go to work thinking about all the different possible ways that you might be able to do something more fulfilling that would ultimately be less of a sacrifice in the way that I, you know, in the way that I define sacrifice, right? Because your brain will go to work. And if you allow it to, it will come up with solutions that you might not have ever even thought possible, but you have to open the door. You have to welcome it in or they, the solutions won't come unless you say you want them. Yeah. And I think that's beyond true of like, well, what, what is it that I want? And then just allowing the ideas to kind of Mm -hmm. come rather than it's like the thought of like, when you're trying to, to write something down or do a project, like I kind of picture of like, you know, you kind of focus, focus, focus your brain so much on a project or on a topic, but it's the minute you go, Mm -hmm. I, I can't do this anymore. And you walk away and all of a sudden you're doing something completely different and you're like, that's what it was. And the idea comes to you rather than trying to force it to come to you. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I can tell you, I mean, it is not the the reason, the reason I know these things is because I struggle with them more than most right? I am, I, I'm also certified with MBTI. So any of you who know that Myers-Briggs type indicator of personality, I am a thinking type. And, you know, my brain is very, it's very active. And, you know, I was raised with very much a devil's advocate for a father. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, well-meaning, that's the other thing NLP helps us do is to shape, you know, shape the impressions that we have of other people. Uh, you know, I know my dad did the best that he could when, you know, when I was younger and that's just his way and that's okay. My brain will go to the negative. Every single one of ours will. Like you'll start to think, you'll start to see the possibilities and then your ego brain kicks in and it says, oh, no, 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 that's not safe. What you're doing is safe. We need to stay in this safe little lane of where we're at, of our comfort zone. And oh, no, 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 no. Going around that corner, mm-mm, you're not going to do that. That's too scary. And then, and then, of course, then your mind is serving at the pleasure of your ego lizard brain. And it's not serving, it's not serving at the pleasure of your heart. And we'll t- keep telling ourselves, no, I can't do that. I can't. This, this won't work because, and again, I am a genius at doing that. I, that's why all this stuff is so important to me. And it's a day-to-day, day-to-day, moment-to-moment focused, I don't want to say battle, but it takes day-to-day, minute-to-minute focused intention to maintain that, to, to maintain the proper mindset and attitudes that serve us. That's crazy. And it's true. It's so I'm a, I'm a feeler. So I run with my emotions, which sometimes gets me in trouble because I'm so emotionally charged that I go kind of without thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm on the opposite end where I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And then it's like, well, how, you know, I've, I've had to learn how to look at all of the things that kind of come in and then go to stop myself and say, okay, now think about it. How will you do this? And I have to force myself yes. to stop and, and do the complete opposite of, okay, let's think about the logistics and what do I need and how am I going to do this? So it's, right. it's interesting to hear the, the opposing side. Cause I believe my husband is a thinker. He will overanalyze oh, yeah. to death. And then I'm like, yeah. well, just do it. Like, just go. Yeah. That's what you want to do. Just do it. Like, <laughs> I don't understand what you're thinking about anymore. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, yes, yes. And and you bring you bring up a beautiful you bring up a beautiful point that I would like to highlight. So I mentioned I mentioned personal genius and that that's my thing. Like, you know, when we can when we can operate from our our zone of personal genius, when we can understand who we are and what our personal genius really is. And that includes, you know, not only how our brains are wired, how we're equipped, but also our values and what our drivers and, you know, unique drivers and unique motivators are. And then how we, how we prefer to act or interact out in the world. You know, all those things are important. This personality, Myers-Briggs personality is a component of it. And there's a bunch of other um, components that I walk people through to help them identify what their personal genius is. The point is, I am not you, you are not me, and every single person on the planet, every single person listening to this, we are not the same. We are unique. And it's important. There's, you know, there's kind of foundational rules that we can live by you know, yes, let your mind serve at the pleasure of your heart. I think that's a, I think that's a rule. Now, like we just illustrated, my mind has a tendency to take over. Your heart has the tendency to, to overrule your mind. Like they need to be in balance. They need to work together. So you have to understand where you're coming from and what your personal genius is. And and do that, like honor ourselves. When you do, when you're operating in your, in your own personal genius from whatever is true and right for you, everything is easier. We have more time because we're more productive. If we're aligned to our motivators and what's driving us, everything is easier. It's easier. It's more joyful. We feel more significant. We feel more fulfilled. We have more energy because when we're operating in our zone of genius and doing things that light us up and things that are naturally aligned to how our brain is actually wired, it's easier. We have more energy. You, you know, you can put in for, you know, you get more energy units out of any little, little impact. Whereas if you're operating out of your zone of genius what would take, you know, maybe one energy unit in your zone of genius takes like 50 of your energy units, right? And we only have so many energy units in a day. So, um, so that, that's important. So as, as we're talking about all of this and you're thinking about your sacrifices, like don't compare yourself to other people to the point where you lose sight of who you are and what your personal genius is. Success does leave clues, right? You know, like there, there are, there are methods, there are foundational kind of tools and things that we can glean from listening to other people and to, um, you know, understanding others, other people's experiences at the end of the day, though, make sure that you're filtering absolutely everything through the lens of who you are, what your personal genius is and what's most right for you in your life and, um, with your relationships. Oh, that was good. That was amazing. <laughs> but it is, it's your, it's your zone of genius. And I know, you know, we all have those times where we're doing something and we're like, the hour just flew by and you didn't even realize what you were doing. Yes. You know, and that's, that's, that's when it's a beautiful thing when you're like, wait, what did I just do? Like for me, that's, that's writing or doing an interview like this. And I'm like, how, how long have we been like, how I could sit and talk and chat and go on and on. And, and that's just, 
and it's finding those things. And then I also love, you know, success leaving clues of like, if you're doing this and it gives you a little bit of success mm-hmm. and it feels good and it's in your zone of genius, follow it, follow yeah. little breadcrumbs, you know, yeah. and see yeah. where they take you. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Ah, oh, Candace. Okay. So again, like I said, I could probably continue talking to you, but I'm going Oh, I to could be- too. This is, this is <laughs> one of my, one of my uh, most preferred passions. What I love to do is just talk and have conversations and interact and yeah. Oh, it makes such a difference. Such a difference. So tell, tell everybody who's listening how they can find you. I know you also have a podcast, so all of the good stuff so we can find you and reach out to you. Probably the best way, the easiest way is to go to thrivers.com. That's my website. And it is thrivers with a Z. So it is T-H-R-I-V-E-R-Z.com. There is a free, there's a couple of, well, I have the podcast too. So if you listen to podcasts and it's Thrivers, T-H-R-I-V-E-R-Z is the name of the podcast as well. So you can find that on Apple and Google and anywhere you listen to podcasts, really. If you happen to go someplace and it's not there, let me know, would you? Because I need to get it there if it's not. It should be everywhere. Um, So there's a couple of great episodes that I just did. The about your personal genius and how to get more of what you're really looking for in your life and in your business. And those are episodes number 23 and 24. They would be great ones to listen to as piggyback to, to our conversation. And if you go to the website, um, again, I'm really passionate about helping people tune into their personal genius and start to understand what it really is. There's multiple phases to this. And, you know, I dive into um, the Thrive formula that I have as a foundational kind of way of being and operating in the world. But the first part, the first piece, um, I want to give to everyone for free. So to get people started. So you can take it, you know, you, I, all I need is your email so I can send you the link to, um, to go take the questionnaire. And it'll give you a fully personalized uh, personal genius report. It's, it's only one of the phases that, that I work with, but it'll give you a great solid foundation to get you started. And if you want to take that and just run with it, awesome. Do it. Go any way that you can begin to live in your personal genius more fully and leverage it to be more successful and more fully thrive does my heart good and serves my mission. So um, yeah, so I hope everybody will go there and get their, get their free report. Awesome. And we will link everything up in the show notes for everybody as well. So awesome. Great. Good. Oh, Candace, thank you so much for your time today. And I'm just excited to chat and to share and to have this conversation. So thank you. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much too. And for everyone listening, I I'm around, I'm an open book. There's lots of resources at my website to get in touch with me, have a conversation. I'm all over social media at CandaceAplec.com. So if you have a question or you want to dive deeper into this stuff, just, just reach out really. And I I'd be happy to talk more about it. And I'd love to know your impressions from, from our conversation today. So let us know. Yes. Let us know. Thank you so awesome. much, Candace. All right. Thank you, Nikki. Take care. Thank you for joining me on the Stepping Up podcast. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast on iTunes so that we can share this message with more and more people. Together, let's redefine what life as a working mom looks like 
and feels like. Until next time, have a great one.